Welcome, cadets and captains, to another brand spanking new episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm the boy who laughs, Josh. The laughing boy. <laughs> Is that Red Hood? Doesn't Red Hood laugh? That's uh, a thing. Right? The, the Joker? Is t- It's Tim... Timmy. <laughs> right? The jo- The Joker? <laughs> Isn't one of them the Tim Drake Grace? Well, they they did the in Batman Beyond. The Joker is actually uh, spoiler alert. Tim Drake. That's yeah. That's what I've in yeah. the comics. The Red Hood was Jason Todd for a Jason little bit. Todd. That's the guy. That's the one. This is Zem Class Podcast. It's a Star Trek podcast, believe it or not, where we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media and we tell you whether it's hot or not. That's right. RateMyProfessor.com <laughs> FuckMyProfessor.com Isn't that funny that that was a thing? Yeah, it is. And, like, I rated some professors on that website. I had an English uh, professor in college who was... I mean, she she must have been, like, 25. She was smoking hot. Well, I, I will put an asterisk next to that in that I was rating the professor on how much of an asshole he was. Not whether he was hot or not. <laughs> I mean, was he hot, though? No. Oh. I wouldn't have fucked So him. he was a shitty professor? <laughs> yeah. If you're not a hot professor, you're a shitty professor. I'm going by, like, American Pie rules. It's true. <laughs> That's how I conduct all of my business, is by yeah. American Pie rules and treatises. <laughs> the Treaty of 1999. Uh... This is the very first episode of the LGBTQ lection as uh, chosen, or as suggested to us by Pizza Man. <laughs> I forgot about Pizza Man. Where have you been, Pizza Man? Pizza Man has been in the Discord the whole time. We just don't go in there too oh, often. Oh, Pizza Man's, he's always got the the gifts. Pizza Man always has gifts. Pizza Man always has the image of pizza being boiled in a pot that makes me terribly uncomfortable. That's disgusting. Um, you may be wondering, uh, I, hey, I looked at the title of this episode. What the fuck does that have to do with LGBTQ? Yeah. Well, you're not using your imagination, son. <laughs> Volk, son. This is, oh, man. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. This is the episode that launched a million zines. Spurk zines. Is that what we're going with? Is that is That, that is the, the only explanation I could come up with besides that, like... I, I do find it funny that Spock gets out all of his craven sexual urges by rolling around on the ground with Kirk for a while and then choking him out. I, I Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I was, like, trying to figure out what the the lgbtq part of this one was the other ones make perfect sense but then you said pizza man picked it and i was like oh okay well he probably has some weird ass fucking like connection in his brain because pizza man boils his pizza (laughs) (laughs) oh my throat is killing me yeah uh, yeah we're all we all we all everybody might have covid (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a much higher chance that Josh has COVID right now than I, I do. I don't want to make light of it, but uh, it's it's highly probable that yeah. right now that I from, do. From the symptoms he's been describing, uh, yeah. it, he, may, he might have the vid. 
So, uh, 10 days off for me, I guess, huh? 10 days off from what? <laughs> 10 days off from being a fucking hot rate my professor guy. There we go. Uh, so, in case you haven't figured it out yet, wow, you're dumb. We're talking about a muck time. On Crazy time. Uh, TOS ep- episode 5 of season 2. It was 1 for me. Um, well, that's stupid. On Hulu. Cause we you know what? Suffer. I always forget that the episode numbers on Memory Alpha are wrong. It was actually 1 for me as well. So, it's season 2, episode 1. Is there any real order to TOS like is does anyone know no I guess it is doesn't it, matter either really yeah is it lost to the histories though like how, like when were they aired uh first aired September 15th 1967 oh four days after 9-11 uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um the episode a mock time title a mock time which um we both always thought had some sort of a deeper meaning yeah but it really means it means crazy time why did they just call it crazy time when the vulcans go into pond far it's their crazy time <laughs> and apparently no human has ever experienced this which isn't no. even true because in enterprise they talk about this shit no one has ever experienced it. Also, Kirk is like, I won't tell anybody, but then it becomes like public fucking knowledge by Voyager, so he definitely told somebody. Kirk was, yeah, he was writing like papers about it. He's like, you know, like Vulcan horniness. One of a, I was going to say Academy Award, Nobel Prize. Vulcan, Horned Up Vulcans, Volume 1 by James <laughs> T. Kirk. The Fiery Peener. Oh, by the way, if you want to um, be in charge of what we watch and suggest stuff to us, uh, collections of episodes, um, we're going to be doing a bunch of polls um, in the near future. Probably by the time this comes out, there'll be at least one up uh, where we're going to restructure the entire Patreon a little bit, get rid of some stuff, and you guys get to decide what goes and what stays Oh um, yeah! By becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast. May I suggest you keep the feet picks? Of course, of course, the secret feet picks tier. Yeah. Uh, I, I not to show behind the curtain uh, like too much. Don't no, Wizard of Oz them. Not to show um, the man behind the curtain, which you pay no attention to. But um, this <laughs> this has been. A very bad year for us, financially. We're terrible! We have uh, (laughs) lost uh, somewhere between a third and a fourth of our income through this Patreon, so... I don't know why. I don't know what's... I don't know. I feel like we've been putting out some of the best stuff on Patreon we ever had this year, so I feel like it's like a financial thing on their end and not so much that we suck. Or at least that's what I tell myself when I go to sleep at night. I mean, you're a better man than me. I I just like get a cat of nine tails and whip myself <laughs> and for hope, every dollar we lose. Yeah, and hope that the pain knocks me unconscious so I can get some rest. Mm. That's some dark shit That's, right there. It got real dark real fast. If you want to become a patron of that, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast <laughs> and give us your money, please. We like money. Clap, clap, clappity, clap. 
Um, we we can only continue doing the Patreon for as long as it doesn't. It makes any sense for us to be doing it. So please, make make yeah. it make it work, please. I like food. I know you might think I'm a wealthy man, but I'm not. <laughs> who? Who? Uh... <laughs> I know I, that? I know I put out the air of like a distinguished uh, playboy esque gentleman like Bruce mm-hmm, Wayne, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not rich. I had uh, burgers with no bread last night. So wow, let, let that be any sort of knowledge you need to accept into yourself. When, when do you get anointed pope? <laughs> I know the pope, the richest man in the world, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, this episode was written by Theodore Sturgeon. That's who, a fucking porn name, I, son. I assume is a talking fish wearing glasses. <laughs> he was president of the fish, Theodore Sturgeon. Uh, he was born Edward Hamilton Waldo. and That's he's, a way better name. He's Ralph Waldo Emerson's nephew. Oh, is that why he didn't want to do it? Uh, no, his mom got remarried to a guy named Sturgeon. I mean, that's a downgrade, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> like, she got his mother remarried to a man named William Dickey Sturgeon. Was he like a coal miner, like in the old old West? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> did he have that? Did he have like two front teeth missing? And was he like, I'm crazy? It sounds <laughs> like it. I guess what I'm guessing, what my question here is. Uh, how do you go from Edward Hamilton Waldo to Theodore Sturgeon? Yeah, you don't. Like, you don't you change just, your first name when your mom gets remarried. I didn't change my name. I didn't change any. I thought about it, but I didn't change my name at all. Yeah, I guess he took the opportunity, right? He was like, I fucking hate the name Edward. So my mom got remarried. I'm going to change my whole name. Are you sure? Are we sure it's just not a writing name? It's uh, real no, name? he definitely changed his name. What a lot of work for like the shittiest payoff, which is having a stupid name. Yeah, if he had changed his name like wholesale to to Theodore Sturgeon, that would have been quite a fucking questionable. I don't. I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't like my name Edward Waldo. I think that's lame. I'm gonna change it to Theodore Sturgeon. <laughs> Maybe everyone was making Where's Waldo jokes and he hated it. Oh, I'm sure they were doing that back in the 40s when he was born. (laughs) Um, Sturgeon was apparently friends with other well-known science fiction writers like uh, Ray Bradbury, L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, I guess I guess he's classified as such. I, I I guess. Yeah, cult leader L. Ron Hubbard. Ray Bradbury, maybe one of the greatest authors of all time, and yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. Also, Kurt Vonnegut. Apparently, Sturgeon yeah. was the basis of Vonnegut's character Kilgore Trout. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Why didn't and he change his name to that? Kilgore Trout is a great name. <laughs> That's a rad name. What book is that from? Is that Slaughterhouse? Uh, yeah, I think so. I read that. I don't remember any of it. I, I definitely tried to read it once. That was too dumb. Zoo. He's in a zoo. Um, I talked about this the other day, that like names have power, right? I was talking to Crystal about this the other day. Yeah. That... Um, there's a there's a common writer villain named Ambassador Hell. 
And if an evil organization came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to help us try and take over the world and turn people into horrible monsters? I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Probably not. Thanks, though. Yeah. You get to be Ambassador Hell. Definitely. All right, I'm on board. <laughs> you, you had me at Amb. <laughs> Ambassador Hell. It's like the quarterback name thing, right? Like, if your name is, like, Colt McQuery, like, you're going to be, like, 50 times more likely to be a quarterback. That's true. What if your name is He Hate Me? Uh, you're gonna <laughs> rule and be on the Eagles. He was on the Eagles. Was he? Yeah, Rod Smart. I, I think I That's knew that. Name. I think I knew that. But I, I'll always remember He Hate Me. <laughs> remember that? When they were like, they could date the cheerleaders. It's like, who yeah. gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck about that? I think they could date the cheerleaders in the NFL, too. I don't think there's like a rule that says you can't do that. I don't I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> it's fully like a fucking WWF McMahon style horse shit. Now they yeah. can do all this extreme shit. Maybe they'll talk about their butts. It's like, uh oh. <laughs> what? All right. Anyway, Star Trek. That's the show. This episode was written by Joseph Pevney, who we've talked about before because he uh, wrote pretty much all the best episodes of TOS. City on the Edge of Forever, Amok Time, Trouble with Tribbles, Arena. Like, this dude was all up in the good episodes. Why is this one not called Arena? Uh, that's a good question. They're in sort of an arena. Uh... The Arena of Love, Jeff. This one should be called uh, Fuck Time. <laughs> the Fuck Time. The fucking It should be called... Uh, what's the name of the horned-up episode of TOS and TNG? They're called, like, The Naked Now and The Naked Time. This should have been The Naked Time. There should have been just full-blown, full-frontal peen shots. Every, yeah. every other shot should have been just a peen shot. Yeah, just slapping together. That should, they shouldn't have used Lerpas. They should have used their ding-dongs. Spock should have smashed his cardboard monitor with his big-ass <laughs> Vulcan dick. <laughs> his logical-ass dick. <laughs> his logical-ass Vulcan dick. Like, this dude wrote, uh, or he directed Arena, uh, Taste of Armageddon, Devil in the Dark, Cat's Paul, so he wasn't fucking Meow. doing a high, He wasn't batting a thousand here. He phoned that one in. Uh, the Trouble with Tribbles, Journey to Babel, like, this dude was all over the place making great episodes. Well, thank you, Ron Sturgis. <laughs> the, the, that, Ron Sturgis was the writer. <laughs> the director was Joseph Pevney. Thanks, Joseph Pelvis. Joseph Pez Dispenser. <laughs> Man, you're killing me today. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um... <laughs> This episode was supposed to be a season one episode, but uh, Theodore Sturgeon wrote so fucking slow that it ended up being the season two opener instead. Was he writing on a typewriter? Because that might do it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I like that sound, fucker. I hate. I have meso misophonia. I, I really thought you were about to say mesothelioma. I, almost and I was like, did. I don't think so. It's possible. <laughs> I do a lot of asbestos work. Um, this episode is really horny. Yeah. In pretty much every way. There's a lot of, like... My favorite scene in the entire episode is when Spock is finally explaining 
about Ponfar to Kirk, and Kirk looks like he wants to leave the room so hard. He's like, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I get that they do that for like comedic effect, but it's like, why would Kirk like like be embarrassed by any of that? He's an adult ass man in charge of a ship. Like, what yeah. the fuck would he care about yeah. Vulcan's fucking? He doesn't care. I will say up front that this episode doesn't do any favors to the Vulcans. No, like, it really makes them seem like uh, that they're all they're like a violent race of like where like their traditions involve straight up murder for yeah, some reason. I kind of got the feeling though that it was like here he comes, Devil's Advocate boy. Sure. <laughs> I kind of got the feeling that it was like, this is the first time it happened in a really long time. Right? This, uh, it happens every seven years to full-blooded Vulcans. But they don't fight to the death every seven years. No, probably not. That, I thought, was like the... Like, that hasn't happened in like Somebody wrote years. these rules when they were having the amok time, is what yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking kill each other! They're high on... Vulcan cocaine, Vulcane. Vulcane, Trellium D. Trellium D. <laughs> they were on Trellium D. Um, and they were like, we should fight and fuck. It's it's very Klingon, really. Like Yeah, it's more Klingon. You you fight for ownership of a woman? I don't know, Vulcans. I don't know. Yeah. That's like the sixties talking, but yeah, but she, she, yeah, she also to Pris, which like to Pring, to, to Pring, <laughs> what? to, to Pringles. Pringles. That's the sound his his Johnson makes when to he Pring. sees her. To Pring, she's hot as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. No, she's a, a gorgeous. She is a gorgeous woman. She's also flawlessly logical. Yeah, she's really which logical. Gets, we get Spock's ding dong going. It to Prings, even Bones is like. She took everything but my boner. <laughs> but that's the only thing I wanted her to take, Jim. Why didn't she take my boner? <laughs> uh, Spock isn't eating, which isn't unusual for Spock, because he gets into all of his science, his dorky science shit. You know how those nerds are for getting to eat. <laughs> and uh, Bones is like, oh, there's something up with Spock. And Kirk's like, look, I got shit to do. Yeah, my whole life is like, uh, one catastrophe after another. Spock not eating is like twenty eight thousand on my list of giving a shit. <laughs> he, keep- <laughs> he keeps like trying to walk away, and Bones is like, "No, wait, there's more." It's weird. He's being super weird. Uh, he he said that he was gonna wring my neck or some some sixty shit. Box yeah. my ear. He's gonna give me a cauliflower ear if I don't <laughs> stop talking about it. He's gonna boom Alice straight to the moon, <laughs> which he could do because yeah. we're in space. It's easier. There's no gravity. Just get push him that way. But uh, never stop. <laughs> Nurse Chapel shows up and they make fun of her for making him plomeek soup. Yeah, which, which, is, which is probably not standard like Starfleet fucking practice. Well, she fucking like. Stops in her tracks, like she's like, <laughs> like she's ready to turn around. Like, you never there. give up, do you, Chapel? It's yeah. in, the impossible gambit, and she's like, just let me fucking give him some soup, you assholes. Let me give him this 
fucking grape ass soup. (laughs) (laughs) This purple ass beetroot soup. I bet when he shits, it's just like he thinks he's bleeding to death. It just like, it comes. Knowing Vulcans, it probably gets compressed into a pellet and goes, and that's (laughs) it. Like a rabbit. (laughs) But um, she brings. She brings the soup in and, like, she runs out the door screaming and he fucking chucks that soup against the wall. Whoever they got to throw that soup did a really good job. Oh, yeah, it's a vicious throw. How did they How did they do it? And he comes out angry as fuck screaming, but when he sees Kirk, he stops. He's like, Ugh. He's like, if I wanted soup, I would have called you on the telephone and ordered a soup. <laughs> I would have called down to Jim's diner and ordered a soup. We have Grubhub here. For pickup, because it's the 60s. <laughs> I mean, the future. Uh, but he's like, Captain, I want a leave of absence on Vulcan, and I want it now. And Kirk's like, but why? And he's like, you only have to tell me yes or no, you fuck. Yeah, he makes this super weird. Like, just... Like, and then I don't he know. like stomps back off into his room and slams the door. He doesn't even say like it's a, a it's a medical thing or you know he doesn't have any excuse like any reasoning to it. He's just like no. yes or no. Well, he's embarrassed as fuck, right? Because like Vulcans aren't supposed to want to fuck. Yeah, I guess it's like the amok time, right? It's the crazy time. <laughs> it's so he's not thinking straight, but also like he does sometimes think straight, like. I, I don't know. He's he's pushing through the horny haze. <laughs> Is that you, the you ever been so horny that you threw plow meat soup against the wall and never have any? I wouldn't throw good soup. That's some good soup. Um, I've always wanted to try plow meat soup. I always think it's like a what's that other soup? Chinese food soup. Um, it's like dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> It's like dirt, dirty dishwater soup. I forget. It's not in my, in my mind, it's very wonton soup, though. Which it wouldn't be, because wonton soup is very flavorful. I think of it as like hot water with celery in it. Mm, delicious. Like, like, maybe not even celery in it. Maybe they just use a celery stick to stir the hot water. Oh, my God. And then God. They, they drink it. Ugh. That's what I think of it. It has to have, like... I mean, jokes aside, right, it has to have at least some type of flavor, or else it's just water. Vulcans are too logical to call water soup. That's true. But maybe since there's not a lot of water on Vulcan, it's like a colloquialism, and they call it soup. (laughs) Thank thank you, soups devil's advocate. (laughs) My eyes have been opened to possibility. Anything's possible, Jeff. But, um... Kirk's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I guess we'll go to Vulcan. Yeah. But um, then a priority message comes through, and it's like, you gotta get to Altair 6. Yeah, it's Admiral Douchebag. Because there's there's an inauguration. The the president of the planet is getting inaugurated. President Altair 6 is like, hey, I want three starships in a row, red, white, and blue streamers (laughs) coming off of them. (laughs) And Kirk is like, you know, well, maybe we'll go to Vulcan first. Like, hey, Chekhov, like, how long would it take us to get to Vulcan? Chekhov's like, uh, what? 
we're, we're already going to Vulcan. Spock told us to. Uh-oh. And Kirk's like, oh my god, somebody questioned my, somebody went against my orders. But I'm the Kirk. I'm the main character. My name comes up first in the credits. I get paid the most, probably. He does. They didn't like that, the other actors. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make too much sense, but I guess it does if you're dealing with... Uh, What's his name? William Shatner. Got it. Yeah. Well, apparently the main character of a show gets paid more than everybody else, like, regardless. I think it's, it's like, like a thing that's always happened. Union shit, yeah. Like, um, I remember, uh, Crystal loved the show Criminal Minds, so mm -hmm. I watched a bunch of it. Um, it's very funny at times. It's not supposed to be, but it is. Yeah. But it's so, pretty good otherwise. And Mandy Patinkin was the main character of that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And he left that show, and, uh, like, FBI man, Hodgner, <laughs> became the main character. <laughs> and, like, people were talking about how he, like, almost doubled how much he was paid by being yeah. the main character. It's a promotion, man. Good job. Way Sign to go, Hoffner. Sign me up. I want to be the main character. Mandy Potemkin's making that, uh, you killed my father money. I, I want to make that you killed my father money. Why not me? Do you think he still gets like a ton of royalties from that? I don't think so. I would. He probably gets some, but it's like how people get like five dollar checks every month or something. Oh, I know exactly what that's like. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of which, head over to patreoncom podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you tied that in so perfectly i wasn't even following that's so good who has covid now motherfucker ah uh, it's me again damn it <laughs> shit uh i feel like we're gonna lose more money now <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody should get covid on this show we lose money yeah it's true I mean, I think I said that last time, but that literally happened. I announced I had COVID and we lost like $25 on well, Patreon. to be fair, I don't know if I do or not. Yeah, so, so we'll only lose 15 <laughs> But, um, uh, Kirk is like, look, why did you give these orders, Spock? You fuck. You fuck. You fuck. <laughs> and Spock's like, I, I don't remember yeah. Like, but if Chekhov says I did, I must have. Which is like putting a lot of trust into Chekhov. That dude's wearing a wig. Like, how can you fucking <laughs> trust him? <laughs> Nobody can't trust a wig wearer. No. <laughs> They're lying visibly. <laughs> ah, I'm kidding. If they you're wearing wear a wig right now, good on you. They wear their lies on their head. <laughs> <laughs> um... Kirk is like, look, Spock, go to sick bay, and uh, McCoy will give you an examination. I'll figure out what the fuck's wrong with you. And Spock shows up, and he's like, "Well, I fulfilled my duty of going to sick bay. Yeah, don't fucking touch me with your fucking hands." Yeah, this uh, this is like the longest part of the episode, and nothing fucking happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mystery, right? Except we know the answer to the mystery. Yeah, except I already know it. And it's like I get like I tried to think like okay, like I guess I'll put myself in like the the viewpoint of a 1960s like person. <laughs> 
Like, sure. They've never seen anything like this, right? It's like totally new. Oh like, my god, that man has pointed ears! <laughs> oh my god, like what's wrong with Spock? He's fucking horned up, bro. He's he, green. He needs to get that green Vulcan fleshlight out of his closet and take care of some business. Oh man, he's all green. That's oh. what you'd say in 1961. <laughs> oh man, Vulcans are green. <laughs> uh, but like... He he gives in and he like gets the examination. There's there's a pretty good little shot of like it zooms in on his hand like nervously shaking when he gets into it. Yeah. Did we miss the part where he has the knife in his hand and Kirk's oh, like Uh oh. Um, I don't think so. Is that not yet? I don't no. know. I think he all- holds the knife in his hand during one talk with Kirk, but he does it during the second one as well. Yeah. And his hand's shaking like oh, I wanna fucking kill this guy. And Kirk is like, What? Is wrong, but like this is like the most frustrating like TV sins, cinema sins bullshit. Like he doesn't give him anything. It's like, dude, no. if he was just like, I have to return to Vulcan for a medical reason that human doctors would be able to help me with. Yeah, and if I don't return in time, I'll die. Yeah, that would solve all of this. He doesn't need to know that the medical thing is getting his fucks on. And, like, like, why would the Federation not have, like, contingencies? There's tons of Vulcans. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Vulcan's been so good at hiding Ponfar every seven years <laughs> that no human has ever even noticed until Spock can't handle his fucking juice. <laughs> and he's, like, throwing soups and shit. You gotta get the poison out, man. You gotta get it out. It's like a snake bite. Get he can't out. handle his juice, man. Like <laughs> no wheezing the juice. He's half Vulcan, so he can't handle all the Vulcan urges. Are there no scientists in Starfleet who are like, "Hey, there's like a race of people that are the founding one of the founding members of this organization. Uh, how do they fuck each other?" <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything about their reproductive <laughs> cycles at all. Like that's a weird subject to broach. Like. With a friendy, like, with, like, a person you know? Try going to a party with some of your friends and being like, hey, we don't know how you fuck. I would do it. I don't <laughs> care. Do you think I wouldn't? Well, you're not in Starfleet, are you? <laughs> I mean... You're man. not Starfleet itself. Am I? I am Starfleet! <laughs> you know an admiral's about to do something heinous when he says that. I am Starfleet! <laughs> oh, here we go. He's got admiral disease. <laughs> It ruins your brain when you get the admiral rank. <laughs> it's like a dragon sickness, but for Star Trek. <laughs> uh, so uh, McCoy finds out that Spock is going to die because he has such high levels of adrenaline. It's like constantly pumping into him and his body's going to pop like a big old zit. Yeah, he's trying to constantly pump something into something. What? A, a Jizz into... A girl. There we go. <laughs> or now guy, we're all on I, the same page. I don't know. Maybe he likes Ston. I don't know. I don't know. Talk Maybe. about like the most unVulcan Vulcan to ever appear on television. He's just angry all the time. He's got a lazy eyebrow, dude. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I'm mad. Hey, I wanted to fuck. Hey, Ston, you got a lazy eyebrow. You got to wear eye patch to strengthen up that other eyebrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lifting the eyebrow is a Vulcan skill that you have to have, or they'll throw you out of the academy. They throw you out of Vulcan. They're like, go to Romulus where you belong. Oh, God. Fate worse than death. <laughs> Fucking green-blooded shithead. Oh, no. <laughs> Spacism. It's them, not me. But Kirk is, like, uh, pretty upset, right? Like... This is life or death now, and Spock is still keeping his dumb secrets. So, like, what is even going on at this point? Yeah, I don't even know how many times we've gone back and forth from Altair 6 to Vulcan at this point. It's like seven. Yeah. Sulu and Chekhov are, like, joking about it. They're like, what is even going on? I'm getting space sick. Yeah, and Chekhov's like, I'm a bitch, so I'm gonna do a kiss-ass move, but then it's gonna backfire on me because I'm a little bitch. <laughs> I do love how he's like, I already set in the course, sir, and Kirk's like, okay. All he had to say was, course laid in. Like, he yeah. didn't need to, like, you know what I mean? Like, I already set it in, sir, and we're you, headed that way. You can tell him that you already did it without saying you already did it. Kirk's, I like Kirk, he kind of like looks around like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Good, good job. It's like when you come home and your kid's like, I took out the trash, and you're like, all right. I mean, I'm assuming that's a thing kids do. <laughs> I never did. Oh, no. It means you got a bad report card. Does it? Means I never got a bad report card because I'm a genius. It means I didn't study Vulcan biology and failed. You know what's fucked up? I don't think I ever really did get a bad report card until I failed geome advanced geometry in high school. Well, there you go. They put me in advanced geom. I got a C in algebra, and then they put me in advanced geometry my first year of oh, high school. I mean, a West Virginia C is like... That's <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> it's a good joke. I was wearing shoes, too. It's crazy. Oh, uh, did you have the Air Maxes? Uh, anyway. <laughs> did you? No, I don't know what that is. Did what? you do basketball shoes when you were in high school? No, I was going to buy a pair when I got accepted onto the basketball team, but I fucking couldn't get a ride, so. I never wore basketball shoes, but I do miss L.A. gear. I miss Ratch Tech, is what I miss. I miss Velcro. When's, when is that? When is thing? Velcro coming back? Yeah. You know what I actually do miss, completely unironically? What? Light up shoes. I we saw should have kid, those for adults. I saw a kid with them the other day, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I was you like, were jealous. Shoes. You felt it in your yep. heart. I wanted them. I wear uh, Chucks constantly now, and now I'm going to get a thousand messages from fucking armchair podiatrists being like, ah, oh, you're going to fuck up your feet. <laughs> you know, like, humans, like, wore, like, nothing forever, right? <laughs> like, our feet are, like, way stronger than... Big shoe leads leads us. Big to shoe trying to brainwash yeah. you. Here's my fucking conspiracy theory for the day. Big shoe. I was actually gonna buy Jordan Retro ones. I'd like saved up money. Yeah. And I I couldn't bring myself to spend a hundred and some bucks on shoes. Well, so here's the thing, right? Like, so you buy the shoes and what you wear them or not? You know, like I was gonna wear them. I would have a hard time. I would want to keep them. I mean, they're 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 sweet shoes, but shoes are like cars. They just go down in value. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you put them on, yeah. you got your stank-ass feet in there. They're worthless. 
No one wants them anymore. Walking through fucking jizz and shit? Like, who knows? <laughs> Speaking of stuff that costs way too much money, uh-huh. we're going to take a quick break, and uh, you enjoy these commercials that we've dug up from somewhere. I thought you were going to segue way earlier than that. You would think, right? I was like trying to find a good segue, and I never found it, so here we are. I thought you were going to say, you know what I unironically do like is commercial. That's what I thought you were going to say. I don't. I don't like commercials at all, but we have them in the podcast because they're classic commercials. They're fun. They're fun. Back when they used to be fun. We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Rebo's got the beat, and the band plays on. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Introducing Size Noodles and the Rebo Band. Jabba the Hutt action playset sold separately. Play it again, Size. Starring Size Noodles, Droopy McCool on clarinet, Max Rebo on organ. Rib-ribbit, Rebo. <laughs> Dance, Droopy. It's your last solo, Snoodles. Whoa. New Size Noodles and the Rebo Band. Jabba the Hutt action playset sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, next commercial break, I'll do it better. No, you were great. You've never done a bad commercial. Uh huh. You haven't. So, Kirk's pissed. I would be. Kirk is pissed. It's time for Spock to pay for his crime. <laughs> of of untruthfulness, and he goes he goes to Spock's quarters. He just walks the fuck in, which is like the third person to just walk directly into Spock's room without knocking or anything in this episode. He, by the he way. could be janking it with his green fucking flashlight, man. Just, that would solve so many problems. It's got ears on the side. <laughs> oh no! Wait, it's just an ear shaped. Oh no! I don't know which is worse. <laughs> but Kirk walks in and Spock is um, looking at a picture of a little Vulcan girl on a screen. It's a really weird picture. It's yeah. I don't. It looks like a. I don't like this part. <laughs> yeah, because it's oh, it's her when she's seven, right? Yeah, because he was seven when they were bonded or whatever. Does does they not have pictures like when they're older? Like no. Does, he doesn't ever text her at like 4 a.m. like, hey, send me a pic. <laughs> send me a pic of that ear. Send me a pic of that ear, pussy. Oh, God. We don't know how Vulcans fuck. Nobody does. Spock doesn't even really. Not even famed uh, penis scientist Josh Henderson knows. That's why we don't know anything. We always talk about two-dicked Klingons. We don't know anything about Vulcan wieners. Yeah. If we knew more, we would talk about it. Are they circumcised? Do they even have that? Who knows? Are they just automatically circumcised from birth because it's logical? It just happens is, in the womb? Does Yeah, is there like a organ in the womb that circumcises them? I don't know. Like a tiny uh, alien mouth inside of the vagina? <laughs> uh, it's really funny. <laughs> When Kirk walks in, Spock shuts his screen off like a teenager that got caught looking at porn. Nothing! <laughs> I'll do anything! <laughs> Don't come in! And uh, Kirk's like, look, what the fuck is up, dude? Like, what is going on? So I can't... Spock's like, look, this is a Vulcan problem, and only Vulcans know about it. No outworlder may know, except the few of those that have been involved. Which I so, guess he means his mom. His mom, yeah. His mom knows about Vulcan fucking. You can 
You can take that to the bank. You can take that to the Vulcan bank. But Kirk is the finally... The sperm like, bank. Aha! <laughs> Kirk is finally like, look, just just tell me because the episode's half over already and our right? audience is getting really bored. Everyone's getting antsy. We already know what it is. And uh, he's like, it's a problem of Vulcan biology. And Kirk was like... It starts to get awkward. He's like, ah, oh, so you mean reproduction? He takes a minute, though, and it's like, buddy, he's talking about P and V, all right? He's talking about uh, J and W. Wait. Work that out. Jizz and wheat? <laughs> no, another W word that might be inside of a lady. Womb. There we go. There we go. Womb. There it is. Womb. There it is. I love that song. That's a good song, man. Tag team back again. Little known fact: Vulcans have to fuck to that song, or the conception doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> they have to motivate the sperms. The sperms get like they're like, oh shit, yeah, and they get all into it. Spock does uh, the Star Trek analogy, which is my favorite. I love... It happens in every Star Trek forever where they have to give two examples at all times. One of them is like the giant eel birds of Regulus 5. And the other and one... The yeah. other is like... Or like the salmon of Earth. It's like right. some wild shit we made up or something you know from Earth. <laughs> yep. The thing you know, but also the world is full of crazy shit. <laughs> but uh, Vulcans have to periodically return home to mate, and uh, they don't even fucking talk about this amongst themselves. It's like, it's like gross. They're all like, ew, grody. Yeah, which is sort of weird, because it's like, these these people are enlightened beings. Like, they... They don't recognize, like, the necessity of, like, maybe having a discussion about some of this shit. Like, sure. But, like, I mean, I'll, this is I, this is one of the... Not to play devil's advocate. No, I know what you're going to say, and I, I, I like but it. But this is one of the things that proves that Vulcans don't just have sex every seven years in a far state, right? Right. Because it's not that the act of coitus is the thing that's making them embarrassed. It's the fact that right. they lose the access to their... Uh, Exactly. Uh, their Vulcan logic. They they feel like they're losing their minds, right? It's yeah. like they're going crazy. It's a muck time in their brain, right? Yeah, it's it's fully the crazy time up yeah. there. It's a it's run amok. Run amok. Come amok. And then <laughs> Thanks for saving it. My fucking headphones almost fell off. <laughs> But yeah, like, the Vulcans are such, like, a logical race that has everything under control. They understand everything about themselves except this Ponfar. It, like, it's so beyond their experience as a logical race that they just, they create all these, um, rituals around it. Yeah, I like how he describes it. He's like, it's shielded in rituals, and yeah, he's almost, like, making fun of Vulcans, like... He's like, it's ridiculous, like that we like we like ven like it's like venerated, but we don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says like it's urges that are so powerful that it strips them of their veneer of civilization. Yeah. Which I liked. Cause uh Vulcans are so civilized as beings, this is like the antithesis of being a Vulcan. And it happens to them every seven years. 
Yeah, it's called being like 15, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess since Spog is half Vulcan, he's like in his 30s at this point. Actually, yeah. I think he may be in like his 60s or something at this point because Vulcans don't age like humans do. Well, T'Pol is 67. And she's like, looks like she's 28. Yeah. That's right? not her first Ponfar, is it? Like, she's had it before. To Paul? Yeah, when she has the pawn far in the blue room. Oh, yeah, because the Tralia makes her, like, have pawn far, because CW. Yeah. <laughs> and then Archie shows up, and he's like, I'm in the mob. He's like, football, football, I'm in the mob. <laughs> I got attacked by a bear. <laughs> but, like, he has to, he has to go back to Vulcan and mate, or he'll die. Which, Which uh, sucks. That's a that's a bad like if I had to if I was like in my twenties before I was married and I had to go mate or I would die, there would be no M class podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't got the game for that shit with the stakes <laughs> so high. Are you kidding me? You're like Zoidberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like you're like trying to you're standing on your rock with your head flap up. I I don't have the game like if the stakes are that high I do not have the charm and wit. Cause I don't know, man. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many times you give me a boner. That's true. That's true. I, I hear it all the time. To pring, to pring, to pring. <laughs> is he spitting into a spittoon or is he getting a boner? <laughs> The sound effects are strangely similar. I can't tell. This is like a 12-year-old's <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, we have, like, really serious ones coming up, and this one is has nothing to do with the topic. Not really. I mean, I don't, it inspired a lot of the topic, but that's probably it. The episode yeah. itself contains no, no honor towards LGBTQ folk. Yeah, it would be one thing if, like, at the end, Spock was like, I don't choose you to pring, I choose Ston. Uh-oh. That would be one thing. Uh, I will say that I did a little bit of research. Okay. And I talked about this with you a little bit before the show, but I didn't tell you I did research. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> but um, there was a vivid, gigantic, and wild... Uh, zine culture around Star Trek at this time, where people would create stories, comics. Um, Should we tell them what a zine is? Do they know? It's like a self-published magazine. Like, you make it yourself. They were hot in the 90s. And then um, you, like, pass them around. And there were a lot of, like, small Star Trek conventions at the time, as well, where people would go and they would swap their stories. It's all... Fan fiction. It's like the original fan fiction. Before internet, yeah. As a matter of fact, the term Mary Sue comes from a Star Trek fan fiction. Yeah, the character that... was actually named Mary Sue. Mary Sue, yeah. But yep. like, um, just like modern fan fiction, fan fiction of the 60s and 70s on Star Trek was almost exclusively dudes fucking. Yeah. And uh, a lot of those stories take place either at the end of a muck time or near afterwards. This episode inspired something like, I don't know, I'm reading like an article about it, something like 40 to 50% of the stories of Kirk and Spock fucking 
which was something like a hundred thousand percent of the stories written at that time. <laughs> I find this fascinating. Like you know, there's and I mean it's sort of impossible to watch TOS and not pick up on the fact that like it would be so easy to ship these two characters. Oh together. yeah, <laughs> it's almost made in a time where like it like. It was, I don't want to say innocent, because, like, it wasn't innocent, but it's it was so, like, out of the question to have something like that, that they just didn't even think about, like, no. oh, like, look how homoerotic this is. Like, they yeah. weren't even thinking about it. Yeah, like, there was there was no necessity of the not gays yeah. being established at this point. Because nobody was gay, right? So it was Nobody like, on television, nobody, at least. Yeah, right. yeah. That's, what I, that's what I meant. I don't mean, yeah. Uh, without time travel, we can't confirm nor deny anything else. <laughs> Gays were not invented until 1975 when disco came out. <laughs> I mean, history might say something different, but <laughs> the uh, I, I just found it like so fascinating that Amok Time was like sort of the start point for so much of the yeah. fandom, the like shipping fandom of Star Trek, which is uh, alive and well today like i found that yeah. there's like some something close to a hundred thousand kirk times spock fan fictions on fanfiction.net do i have to read the first nine hundred and ninety nine thousand? <laughs> if you want to get the new spider-man far from home you got to read all one hundred thousand <laughs> spark fan fictions spark you won't and get jerk. Spurk, Gurk, and Burke meet at a bar. Oh, man. This is going to be a night to remember. Uh, anyway, Kirk realizes that his best friend, Spock, maybe more than his best friend. I don't know. I'm not writing the Spark fan fiction right now. I will. But uh, he's going to die if they don't get it back to Vulcan. And Kirk tries to call Admiral Comac of Starfleet yep. and be like, Look, I can't tell you why, but we need to go to Vulcan. And as any boss would do, because bosses are assholes, yep. he was like, you can't give me exact details, then you can't do it. I need to know every goddamn thing. Why do you need to take off from work? Tell How me is that any of your business, Boss Comac? Yeah, Boss Comac. <laughs> He's like, uh, where are you going? What do you need to take off work for? Like, do you have Ooh, a reason? Do you have back. a medical excuse? you have a doctor's note? I don't know. Fuck you. How about that? Now we're like, now we're getting into it. <laughs> uh, but Kirk is like, you know what? I can't let my dude die. So we're going to go to Vulcan. Mm -hmm. Even if it ruins my career in Starfleet, this man has saved my life countless times over. And also, I just want to tongue his B. <laughs> I just want to. I have a weird feeling if we go, I'm going to get to do that. <laughs> If I can work this whole Vulcan mating thing out correctly. <laughs> Haven't figured out the details yet. My plan is very American Pie right now. <laughs> uh, there is an, an extremely awkward scene where Nurse Chapel goes to Spock's quarters. Just walks right in again, by the way. Yeah, this is such a weird scene, and I didn't quite get it until the end of the scene. Yeah. She's like, we're going to Vulcan, and Spock's like, oh, your face is wet. Which is a <laughs> fucked up way of saying you've been crying. Vulcans. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's fine or whatever. And he's like, would you please make me some Plomeek soup? And she's like, oh, thank you. I love being subservient. <laughs> and, 
everything is resolved with this fucking love story that's never gonna go anywhere because Nurse Chapel leaves the show before the third season. Yeah, I I, I kind of was like, it felt sinister in a way, and I was like, what's happening? A little bit. There's like a weird sinister kind of undertone during this scene that I don't understand. It's like way, the way it's lit, right? Because he's way got he's, his room all dark, and he's like in the darkness while he's talking to her. He's also like moving stealthily, like pr- like a predator. Sort yeah. Of. And, and I was like, is he gonna like stab her? Like, what yeah. is going? And he's on? also like, your face is wet. Yeah. But it's him apologizing. Yeah. He's it's, being a, he's being a nice Vulcan. Yeah. He's being uh, apologetic. But it's like. I don't know, maybe have him, like, be in bed or something, or, have you him know. Have him not, like, shuffle towards her with his hands together? With his head down, looking like he's hey. gonna, like, do some weird shit? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. The, uh, they arrive at Vulcan in Vulcan Space Central. They're like, oh, permission to, you know, be in space around your planet. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, 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 cool. Uh, is Spock there? Yeah. Can we talk to Spock? Spock's here. And then a beautiful ass Vulcan lady shows up. And yeah, they I say don't, some um, weird poetry back and forth. I don't know like what kind of skincare routine this lady is doing, but I need to know cuz that face is like flawless. Yeah, she's gorgeous, absolutely. And uh is like, oh, she's beautiful. Who is she? And Spock states, that is to bring my wife. And everyone's like, bah, bah, bah. like there are three different emotions happening here. McCoy's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Chapel's like, oh no, oh my oh, god. Yeah. And Kirk's like, what? Kirk pulls on his collar. He's like, bo. It's like, yeah, what, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a little then, more amused by the situation than the others are. Well, he knows he's gonna fuck, but That's he true. thinks he knows, but he doesn't. He's like, if I can work out a threesome with him and to pray, this is pop culture, Kirk talking. I don't even care if you know whatever. I'll take whichever, whatever <laughs> hole. Whoever's got a place for my pee, <laughs> whoever can handle the the captain's pee. Whoever can handle my type, my fucking Tiberius. <laughs> so, um, there's a cute little scene, right? Where like they're in the turbo lift together, and Spock's like, um, I'm permitted to have uh, attendants be there, my closest friends, mm-hmm. and I would like you to be there with me, uh, Captain. And he's like, Oh, you know, of course, of course. And then he, he's like, And I would also like for McCoy to come with me as well. McCoy's like, oh, I'd be honored, sir. Yeah, he calls him sir. It's a cute little interaction, and I love it. Why didn't he tell... Why didn't Spock tell Kirk to tell McCoy, like, at high school? Like, I don't want him to know. <laughs> but you go, to, go ask Go to him. gym class and ask him if he wants to come to my fuck yeah. party. Take this note and give it to him. Circle yes or no. This is apparently uh, our crew's first time on Vulcan... And Bones is like, I understand why they say hot as Vulcan now. I mean, it's called Vulcan for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, I mean, it's named after a, a mythological, metallurgical volcano, volcano god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From Earth, so figure that shit out. That's just translated. <laughs> 
it's named after one of their gods, right? And we just translate it to Vulcan. It's all translated. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, we learned that... Sp- uh, this is when we learned that Spock hasn't seen, uh, seen T'Pring since they were seven, and they were... Um, Entered into an arranged marriage. Is this before or after his Salot dies? I don't know, man. I don't know the timeline of Spock getting horny. Is this before or after Spock goes back in time and mentors himself as a child? And his Salot is Scooby-Doo. And his Salot <laughs> is there, and it has he has a speed buggy. <laughs> Nobody That's who we need to get on the show, Speed Buggy. Um, but it's it's not exactly like a um, it's not exactly like they're betrothed, it, and it's not exactly like they're married. But it's like close enough. It, it's in the middle between the two of them. Yeah. Like they're technically married, but not quite. Yeah, it's like any arranged marriage, right? It's like it's just a formality at this point. To, to do the marriage, but yeah, pretty but much is it? <laughs> yeah, the the whole idea is that they'll they like mind meld with each other, so that when the time comes, they'll both be drawn to a ceremony called the Kunut Kalafi. That's my favorite Nine Inch Nails song. Wow. I want to mind meld you from the inside. Uh, Nine Inch Nails for those uh, li- our listeners who are Zoomers, uh, they, dude. If they don't know who Nine Inch Nails is, I got nothing left to say today. <laughs> you were a big Nine Inch Nails guy, were you? No, but like everybody knows who Nine Inch Nails is. That's true. If you don't, you're crazy. Go check it out. <laughs> uh, Spock, Spock is like, hey, everybody, the marriage party is about to get here. <laughs> And there's a weird moment, moment where Bones is like, marriage party? Which is, Do you not know what you're here for, dude? <laughs> I thought we were just going to watch some fucking. I thought you were just going to whip it out. Where's the where's the film strip? But T'Pal shows up, and Kirk's like, uh, you know, this. she's so famous, she's like the only person to ever turn down a seat in the Federation Council. We know T'Pal. We saw, well, I know T'Pal. Yeah, she's an Enterprise. Yeah, she's an Enterprise, and she's a good guy. She's uh, sort of a good guy. Nah, she's a good guy. She doesn't do the terrorisms. No, I mean in this one. Ah, she's she, is tra- she is like fight to the death or whatever, but you know. <laughs> she's just bored and old. She's like, fight or fuck for my amusement. <laughs> I don't get this kind of shit on the Federation Council. That's why I didn't join. That's why I didn't join. Yeah, fuck that. But um, Andorians are prudes. (laughs) She's like one of the like most famous and respected Vulcans in the the entirety of the Federation. I think she's in the movies as well. She's in four, the end of four. No, the end of of three. I think it's her. I think that's her. Oh yeah, I think so. I'm I I'm I'm going out on a limb. Appearances: will... Enterprise, The Forge, Awakening, Kirshara, TOS, Amok Time, Voyager, Darkling. Who the f- what? She's a hologram in that. I'm guessing it's like uh, footage from the TOS episode. Oh, maybe yeah. 
Anyway, I'm wrong. Moving Sorry. Along. Sorry. <laughs> How uninteresting. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, to bring, like, Spock's about to ring the bell that'll make him married, I guess. To bring puts her hand up and she's like, no. I invoke Califi. Oh, no. And Spock, like, hunches over, like, starts twiddling his fingers, like, oh, no, I don't get the fuck. I don't get the fuck. He's got the horny jitters. He is in deep plaque tau. Oh, he's... <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. I'm trying to get into some deep plaque tau, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it means blood fever, but... Oh, yeah, blood uh, fever! Uh, like, Kirk is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> And thankfully, T'Pau isn't just like, hey, fuck you. You're, like, ruining our our ceremony or whatever. Yeah. But, um, T'Pring is, like, gonna... The whole idea is that Stan is there because he wants to fuck. Like, he wants to be the T'Pring's actual mate. But, yeah. um, Kirk is like, do you think Spock can take him? And Bones yeah. is like, nah, he's he's too horned up. He can't do it. Nah, he's like, look at that dude's lazy eyebrow. He's crazy strong. <laughs> you in this eyebrow. It's fucking crooked. Um, but then um, Ston comes up and he's like, I'm gonna... Or like, she chooses Kirk as her champion. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's it's wild. And, and Kirk's like, I don't want to fuck you. Wink, <laughs> wink. Wink, 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 wink. Double wink. But um, Stan's like, I I will not be silenced. I will take this woman. I am her champion. And T'Pau's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Your name's fucking Stan, you idiot. <laughs> but uh, Spock is like, look, I don't want to fight to the death with my captain. He's my best friend. And T'Pau's like, nah, you gotta... Well, at first he's we're like, a fucking violent ass murderous society. This at, is what we do when we want to fuck. At first, Kirk's like, "I'll just knock him out and win, and whatever." And like, and, and then T'Pau's like, "Now nah, you gotta fucking kill each other, dude. This place is wild right now. Yeah. It's a fuck time, baby. <laughs> it's wilding out when you want to fuck on Vulcan. It's like MTV Spring Break with Lurpas, son. MTV's Tapring's Break. <laughs> oh, holy shit." Shut it down. We're done. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kirk figures out that like if he doesn't fight, then they're gonna choose Stan to fight against Kirk uh, Spock. And uh, apparently, Stan is like supposed to be played by a ripped guy or something. This was like 1966 ripped. This dude. He's built like a brick shit house. He's just like thick. He's he's like Adam Driver esque. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he has a, a trapezoidal chest. <laughs> he just run into you like he doesn't throw barrels at you. He just throws himself. Man, fucking Atlas over here, shoulder width of like six feet. But Kirk's like, all right, uh, I'll agree to the challenge. And Spock's like, no. And he gets given a Lurpa. And he's like, what's this for? And T'Pau's like, oh, no, this fight is a challenge to the death. Yeah, she has a weird accent for some reason. And <laughs> it's like, da 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 There it is. There's the song. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails did it. But uh, Kirk is, like, rolling around, getting thrown around like a bitch, because Spock is way stronger than him. Spock breaks the wedding bell. It's wild. Yeah, he just hits it once, and it falls apart as if it was a prop meant to fall apart at that one spot. 
Yeah, I don't know how, like, the physics of, like, a metal thing hitting another metal thing would break the other metal. Yeah. I don't know how It that seems works. like he should have hit it with the blade end, and that would have made way more sense. Yeah. Anyway, this is nitpicking. <laughs> I hope somebody got fired for this. If somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> but, uh, Kirk is getting shit-rocked because of the... And they blame it on the cult, the Vulcan atmosphere and not the fact that Vulcans are three times stronger than human beings. Yeah, Kirk's like, I... I totally... It's the atmosphere. I got dust in my eye. <laughs> and uh, Bone steps up and he's like, Look, T'Pau, can I give Kirk some steroids? <laughs> T'Pau's like, Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I tweeted this last night. And oh, did like, you? <laughs> yeah. She's like, when she's like, This is our most sacred and holy tradition. Bones is like, Can I give him some steroids? And she's like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. But he wants to give him some Triox compound, which is supposed to compensate for the atmosphere and how so hot she it knows, is. right? Like, sh- so she, like she definitely knows. She right? has to know, right? Yeah. At this point, it's super yeah. obvious. But um, I don't understand how giving Kirk a Triox compound, like a fake one that's meant to make him seem like he's dead, would make it so Spock strangling strangling him to death with a belt didn't kill him anyway. <laughs> Look, we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> it goes full BDSM. It's no wonder this inspired so much spark. Like he's just strangling him, going yeah, yeah. What's wild is he's strangling him and jacking him off at yeah. the same time because it's better that way. There's he's he's just got their peens both together in his hand and he's jacking them off like double peen in the ha- yeah. that's a big hand, yeah. dude. You need a big hand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Spock, his, his Spock is like, look, now that I've killed, I don't want to screw anymore. Yeah, it's either kill or fuck. Those are my. That's what you have to do during the the crazy time. The pawn amok. Yeah, a poon far, a poon too far. Oh, shit, that's oh, what they should. That's what they should name it. That's a shirt right there. A poon too far, and it's got a big dog on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get sued by Big Dog. I'm sure Paramount owns them. Paramount definitely owns Big Dog. But does does Paramount own Big Johnson? Is the question. I feel like NBC is a Big Johnson. <laughs> they own Big Johnson. Uh, but there's so many people who are half, half, all of, like half of every episode is going, who, what the fuck are they talking about? You gotta watch this, watch this show. You gotta listen to this show when you're uh, near a Google station. Yeah. Also known as a computer. A Google station. Yeah. You gotta listen to this when you're, uh, we were born in the mid '80s, I think, is when you have to listen yeah. to this. When, when were you born? In this tiny little area? Era? Okay, you'll get it. <laughs> but like Spock is like, why did you choose Kirk as your champion? And Tapring is like, uh, he. I love that Spock is so like a normal guy for a second. He's like, I do not understand the logic of choosing him over I, me. I love... The, this is the best part of the episode, right? Like, this is the best part. It is the best part of the episode. He's like, why did you choose Kirk? And she's like, well, I didn't want to be the consort of a legend. You've become like a legendary Vulcan here amongst our people. Yeah, fuck me, I rule. I guess I don't get to fuck you now. That sucks. She wanted to be with Stan instead. And she chose Kirk as the champion since every single outcome she came up with would turn out in her favor. 
If Kirk right. won, Kirk wouldn't marry her, so he'd be she'd be able to be with Stan. Right. If Spock won, uh, he she wouldn't want to he wouldn't want to marry her anyway because he got he his Kirk. Yeah, he got his kill and he yeah. jizzed already, so he doesn't need to. <laughs> Which uh, you know, okay, sure, maybe right. And even even if like they would have got married, Tapring would have gotten all of Spock's like property and yeah. then went back to space and she would have just fucked Stan anyway. Which like is wild to admit yeah. that. And Spock is being Spock is like flawless logic. <laughs> he loves it. He's even more horny now than he was in the beginning. And he he says something that's extremely true and I think we've all felt this one time or another that having is not so pleasing a thing as wanting sometimes. Yeah. And then the camera looks at Stan and there's a <laughs> I thought the camera looks at Stan and his fa- fake fucking eyebrow flies off in the off. wind. <laughs> yeah. I like how, like, Tapring is like, uh, bitch, I don't want to marry you because I'm a dom, not a sub. <laughs> She's like, Stan over here? I can fucking step on his dick all day long and he doesn't complain, but I can't do that to a legend. That's true. She just wants a dude that she can control because that's logical to her, right? Yeah, she's yeah, she's dominant. She's that, that's like one of my favorite things about Vulcans. It's why like Vulcans are probably my favorite Star Trek race. Because they'll is, step on your dick. Well, yeah, but it's also that like being logical means different things to different people, right? Like. And that difference in opinion of what logic is is such a wide breadth of characterization for these characters that could be so two-dimensional otherwise. Yeah. Like, there's a Vulcan arms dealer. And to her, it's just, it's logical supply and demand. It makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah, help the underdog, right? Yeah, it's like how we are as humans with our emotions. Like, we're like, well, I... I favor you because you are exhibit these emotions and yeah. and vice versa. And there's people and we, but we have a hard time, which is like why Vulcans like don't like emotions because it's so much easier to see things logically from another person's point of view. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Than it is to see their emotions from a certain, another point of view. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what caused them all the, their war and stuff. Cause that's what causes us our war. <laughs> Yeah, emotions are behind wars for sure. Yeah, not and you know and uh, what was it? Big shoe, big shoe company. Big shoe is definitely behind all the wars that have ever happened. Don't you need shoes? The the difference in logic between Spock and Tipring is obvious in this episode. It's logical in Spock's mind for the two of them. They've already been betrothed to go through the ceremony and finish Ponfar together. Yeah. That's perfectly logical for him. He has a wife, and she has a husband, and it's worked out perfectly. Yeah. In her mind, it's completely illogical, because that's not what she desires. Right, so the desire still plays into it, but they don't, like, call it that? Well, no, there's a whole lot of, like... Of course, one of my other favorite things about all the Star Trek races is that there's a difference between the race as they advertise themselves and how right. they actually are. Yes. 
Because Vulcans still have emotions, and they're still driven by them. They just pretend like they don't. They're like uh, how Klingons pretend they have honor when yeah. they're doing like shady shit all the time. They'll do underhanded, dishonorable shit all the time, and then say, you know, the being the winner is honorable. Yeah, you know how those Klingons are. <laughs> those fucking dirty-ass ridgeheads. Whoa! That's an insult for 90% of aliens. <laughs> oh my god. It's true. Green-blooded hobgoblins. Wow. Wait, no. Um, it's not the right insult. I pink-blooded uh, boys. War boys. <laughs> so I do love that. Like Bones is like you've killed Kirk. You know, like believe it or not, it makes little sense or not. But you're in charge now. What's what are your orders? And he's like, arrest me. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna go to the nearest starbase, and I'm gonna turn myself in for murder. <laughs> Which, like, I don't think that would count. But all right, I'm pretty sure murder is murder. <laughs> you I don't can't know. Just, you can't just be like, I was having pawn four. It's like a uh, temporary insanity. Mm, I don't know if that would hold up because they they wouldn't tell them about it. He wouldn't tell them about pawn four. He'd just be like, I killed Captain Kirk. That's true. And they'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> and, yeah. And then some, like, hotshot investigative reporter named, like, Aaron Brockovich would get to the bottom of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I was just thinking about this. Could you imagine when some humans found out that Vulcans and Romulans looked the same? Like, that dude got racist about it and started distrusting Spock. Yeah. Could you imagine if the type of human still in Starfleet at this point, because it hasn't, you know, fully become what it would be eventually, mm -hmm. uh, found out that Ponfar happens every seven years? Like, suddenly one of your crewmates is filled with a murderous sex rage? <laughs> that would be fucked for the Vulcans, man. I would it's be no like, wonder they keep it under their hat, actually. I would be like, I'm trying to head to Vulcan every seven years. <laughs> Fuck Ryza, dude. We're going to Vulcan this I don't week. know about that three times human strength thing. I'm not trying to get my crotch puttied. Hey, look, I'm a little like Stan on this one. I, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, they go back to the ship and uh, McCoy is trying to like cut, like Spock keeps cutting McCoy off every time he tries to explain what's happening. And then he's like, you know, uh, take me to the nearest starbase, drop me off, I'll go to prison forever, I deserve it. Um, I'll give Scotty command of the Enterprise, and Kirk comes in and is like, don't you think you better check with me first? Oh man, he's not dead. And Spock, like, uh, it's like, Captain? And then when he walks around, he grabs him by the shoulders and a big old smile, Jim! Uh... And then when he sees Bones is looking at him, he's like, blah, blah, I didn't have emotion. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And he shuts the computer off. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we learn the obvious. The Triox injection was a way to simulate death. Kirk's still alive. It's a ruse. Uh, Bones is like, what about the girl? And I'm like, damn, Bones. <laughs> Bones really? is like, did you touch her titty or not? Did you PNV? Did you PNV? What was it like? I've never felt it. I have a daughter somehow, but I never know. 
Um, Spock's like, what? I thought I killed the captain. I had no interest into praying anymore. Which is like, did so you jizzed? What? He has that after kill shame. After jizz shame. <laughs> I'd imagine and they're similar. I think T'Pau had to have known about all of this shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause because she's dumb. T'Pau contacts Starfleet and yeah. makes them give the Enterprise permission to divert to Vulcan. Right. So she had to have known what was going on. Yeah, she knew. Right? She's like, like why do that old. if Kirk's dead? Yeah. No. She knew. She could probably like sense him being alive, right? They're, they're like sort of psychic, right? Like Yeah, they're like well, they're like touch psychic. But I guess like yeah. the older and more powerful you get, that becomes like less and less a thing. Yeah, they're kinda like elves, right? Where they're just like the, like she's kinda like the uh Kate Blanchett. What's her name? Kate oh, Blanchett. Uh, you mean from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said that, and now I completely fucking forgot. I, yeah. We're, Galadriel. Galadriel, right? Like, Galadriel's, like, sort of like a one-off. Like, she's, like, a Gal- super Galadriel is elf. so unbelievably old and powerful. Yeah. That she's, like, leagues above it. She's, like, almost on the wizard's level. Right. She's so powerful. She's, like, equal to Gandalf, yeah. She's definitely equal to Gandalf the Grey. The Grey, yeah, for sure. She might be more powerful than him, actually. Yeah, she kind of treats him like a child, right? But, like... That uh, she wants to fuck? That's gross. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, like, uh, Elrond is also one of those guys who's, like, fairly old and more powerful because of that. But, like, yeah, nowhere he, near on Galadriel's level. He kind of has... Like, they kind of start having, like, their own set of rules, right? Where, like... Yeah. They kind of just do what they do, and everyone else doesn't really need to know about it. So, whatever. That's kind of how I feel like Tapau is. Like, she's sort of just like, ah, these kids in their pond far. <laughs> you know? Like, like, she doesn't fucking really Does care. Does she get Vulcan hot flashes and now she doesn't get pond far anymore? <laughs> no, Vulcan, you get cold flashes because it's always hot. Oh, yeah. that would, That's true. See? There you go. See? Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> now that's going to be in an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> that will. Someone's gonna too much this. information that we don't need. Yep. Uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with our thoughts, our score for the episode, and probably some more shilling for the Patreon. So <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. We know you. Let it rain. You say to her. We'll have a wonderful day. And you pour the Almaden. Almaden Chenin Blanc. Fragrant, fresh, delicate. It's one of your favorites. We know the wine you like because we've been making wine longer than any other California winery. We know you. We make your wine. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully those messages were enlightening on your wallet. <laughs> yeah, lighten the wallet money. Give us money, please. Anyway. If you want to be a sponsor, you could email us and say, Hey, uh, we want to be sponsor sponsor for your show, and we'll play your ad. Yeah, we'll play your ad twice during the show, and if you've got two ads, we'll play it once, in, one in the beginning and one in the end. And then we'll shill for you verbally in both this show and M-Class Email. You get uh, shout-outs on Twitter. 
It's a pretty good deal. We got, uh, like, I don't know, like, somewhere between 2,000 and 5,000 listeners, so. Somewhere in between there. Uh, it's probably good. Everybody's been happy with it so far. I think. Nobody's complained directly to us, so that's good. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody paid for an ad about how us doing ads sucks? (laughs) And we'd have to do it. We don't have to do it. What do you? T- We'd have to. I've turned down a couple ads because they weren't right for our show. Yeah, but if they did that, I would totally. I would do like, it for we, sure. We yeah, should do this. This is great. I would do it by choice. <laughs> I'd just do it to do it. So, Josh, what do you think of this episode? I mean, it's classic, man. This is a classic episode. You can't. It starts out slow as balls. And it's boring as shit <laughs> till they get to, I don't know, I don't know, a soup gets thrown, 10 out of 10. 9 out of 10. <laughs> this is classic. 9 out of 10, huh? Uh, 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. You, this, I mean, God, man, this is like pop culture, like, j- jewel. This is like a... How many things like riff on this and you know it's Oh just, yeah, absolutely. It's everywhere. Everybody knows the song. Everybody knows this. We I've got some things to say. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Jeff talking on his podcast. Oh, tell me your opinion. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> so uh I I don't think this episode paints the Vulcans in a very good light. Uh, I can look past that because it's early. Uh, it is early. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. I think yeah. um, it, sometimes people who are fans of something can't accept that there's a negative aspect to something as well, right. which I feel like was probably truer of me when we started the podcast when it came to Vulcans than it does now. Yeah, you're just horny for that blood, dude. The green blood. <laughs> yeah. The uh the negative side of Vulcans is all is like sort of this leftover of like the savage, violent people they used to be that caused like three nuclear holocausts. Yeah, it's like one nuclear holocaust too many. Yeah. Or two too too many. I feel like it's maybe three too many, depending on who you ask. I mean yeah. <laughs> if you ask a wussy. <laughs> yeah, some kind of fucking pussy-ass bitch who never survived a nuclear holocaust. What are you, a baby? Uh, I think uh, that's like sort of the perfect explanation of the Kunit Kalifi. Like the mm-hmm. Kalifi side of it, anyway. Uh, it comes from back when they were a much less enlightened race, and they found no other way to deal with Ponfar since yeah, then. Yeah, I feel like it's like a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. Yeah, where they're it's like, also they're like so embarrassed by it, and they don't speak yeah. of it. There's no way to fix a problem that you won't even acknowledge. Yeah, they're real weird about it. And it's weird because not everybody at the wedding ceremony is like in Ponfar, so it's like... I, uh, like, what? Like, what, what do they like when they take off from work? Are they like, 
uh, hey, where are you, like, your boss, like you were saying earlier, like, the boss is like, hey, where are you going? And they're just like, I can't talk about it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I guess, like, you can talk about the ceremony, right? But you can't explain what it is in any way, shape, or form. You just have to understand. Like, the other person has to know already. Yeah. I mean, Tucker goes to one and nobody kills anybody. The people, <laughs> they fuck instead. They do. I that, guess. That's sort of the... Um, the crux of this episode is that there's this uh, ancient, vicious ritual that is based entirely around uh, an affliction that happens to Vulcans that they're ashamed of and don't want anyone to know about. Yeah, the affliction is uh, trying to get my D wet. It's hauntness <laughs> is what the affliction is. I mean, on Earth, it's just like, you just say that. You're just like, yeah, I'm fucking horny as shit. And the... people are like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so so there's, there's like that element of the episode that's like, uh, it, it's perhaps uh, sort of supplants some ideas of what the Vulcans become later. It sort of undermines them a little bit. I think it makes but... them, in my opinion, more interesting. Because like you said, man, like there's the image that, races in Star Trek project and then there's the reality and the reality is Vulcans aren't perfect like no. shock shocker right I mean like from a human point of view like Vulcans are pretty fucking far from perfect because we as a species wish to like understand and feel our feelings fully and yeah. they're repressing the fuck out of themselves like if a human did some Vulcan shit they would need therapy forever well, I love I love that the symbiotic relationship of Vulcans and humans, and I think that's why I like Enterprise so much, is, like, at first the Vulcans are like, you guys are fucking animals, right? Like, human beings are just angry, pissed-off apes. <laughs> and then it turns out that, like, Vulcans are also kind of, like, fucked up, and, and maybe, like, everyone sort of needs a different perspective on themselves to see their truth. And it's true. I I do like that. I think that's part of what makes Star Trek so great. So I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I'll and take I mean, a fucked up, pissed off Vulcan. I don't care. But I mean, like there are canon differences, of course, as time goes along. Is all I'm saying. Right. Um, I think by the time of Enterprise, the Kunit Kalifi has been uh, sanitized a little bit for a more modern audience's sensibilities, like. Nobody pulls out the Lerpa and starts trying to fucking murder their captain. That's why I kind of think that this is like a one-off. Like, th like, this doesn't happen normally. Like, most of the time, there's either, like, some arrangement made or, or some kind of, you know, like, they just go through the motions and then maybe they get, like, div Vulcan divorced. But, like, I think because Spock is Spock, like the whole thing gets upended because it's an extraordinary circumstance. That's the feeling I get from this. Maybe I'm just headcanoning this, but... No, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, everyone is shocked when she puts her hand up and won't let him ring the bell. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> like, this is uh, unheard of. Or yeah. Un maybe not entirely unprecedented or unheard of, but it's, like, so rare that, like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, it's, what's crazy is when Tapao goes, Now there are two of them! <laughs> what? Remember that? Weird. Please walk me through how that joke happened. I don't even know, 
<laughs> I don't even know. I got I got nothing. Uh, nine out of ten. <laughs> I actually really like this show. episode. Oh so. yeah. It's a great episode. <laughs> Uh, and of course, like we always rate these on scales for each show, where like a nine out of ten TOS episode is not going to be the same as a nine out of ten TNG episode. Yeah, nine out of ten TNG episode is like masterpiece fucking theater. Yes, nine out of ten Voyager episode is like maybe the equivalent of like an okay TNG episode. Yeah, like you t- know? TOS has such like low lows and high highs that like uh it's it's a strange scale where like the middle yeah. becomes the hardest to put stuff in but this episode is at 8.5 or a 9 easy yeah this is it's, a good one it's a great episode i'm a huge fan of the little um like uh plateau set that they have oh yeah and uh, there's so much like ambiance kind of happening where like you hear the like uh, wind chimes yeah. happening in the wind the whole time it's during very, the ceremony. Like, samurai esque. Right? Yeah. yeah, and the music used in this episode really struck me as like western, like spaghetti western esque. I I will go to bat for the uh, enhanced version of the show. Also, the shot that they. Obviously, wasn't the shot in the sixties. Oh yeah, but, Th- but this is like a the maybe what if not the best one of the best of the changes that they made when they yeah. did uh, the updated graphics and everything. It really like sets the tone, like how like uh, how alien Vulcan is. It's like just yeah. a weird fucking place, right? Like they're on top of this gigantic plateau that's only accessible going through these like land bridges that lead to shorter plateaus and I'm guessing beyond that even shorter ones. It's like Mars but like an ant farm. It's yeah. crazy. And you <laughs> if you look in the background you can see there's like this great juxtaposition between like this ancient ritual site on top of this plateau. In the background you see a gigantic a, futuristic like city. A city, yeah, there's like a real city, yeah. And I think that adds to the episode a lot. It gives this feeling of like they're outside the limits of Vulcan society during all of this. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. I like that. Um I I don't normally go to bat for the um the like visual upgrades because sometimes I think that they don't they're completely superfluous like making the the Gorn blink in arena with I mean little cartoon eyelids blink but, blink <laughs> but he blinked Jeff isn't that awesome it's cool and also some of the like planets they make look like marbles but besides that <laughs> Gorn shot first Jeff that's true. <laughs> um, little fun fact of the week for you in the original script Stan was named Spore but they felt that may have been a little bit too on the nose so they renamed him give me your spores Spore <laughs> gross did Spore have a wonky eyebrow uh, it's in the script that he had a wonky eyebrow. Spores, one eyebrow is distracting, distractingly crooked. Um, this is the first episode to ever have the um, Vulcan salute done with the words, you know, like, live long and prosper. Hmm. Um, Theodore Sturgeon's the guy who came up with that. Way to go, Sturgeon. 
Ralph Emerson Waldo would be proud. <laughs> he, um, he also came up with female Vulcans having a T and an apostrophe at the beginning of their names. For ta girl. <laughs> ta pal, ta pring, ta pole. Ta to butt. To the butt. To the butt. <laughs> to wall. To the wall. <laughs> to sweat. To the sweat drops down to balls. <laughs> oh, God, this is a bad podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Theodore Sturgeon is considered one of the fathers of um, Vulcan society uh, when it comes to the writing and creating things. He, he created some of the... Um, like Vulcan language as well, like Lachnoi being like the equivalent of like best man, um, on wound meaning unarmed combat. Uh huh. And there was one more like they scream st- uh, to uh, to pal scream stop a bunch of times. Yeah, Kroika. Like crikey. Uh, if you want to be a dumb dumb, yeah. Crikey! That's what she says, and then Crocodile Dundee is like, a Vulcan? What the hell's a Vulcan? <laughs> Came uh, into an Australian accent. That was yeah. awful. That was terrible. <laughs> I want to blame that one on the COVID. Um, the, the reason why the picture of T'Pring on his computer looks so fucking weird is that they photoshopped the background behind her. That In the remastered sense. version. In the original, she's just standing in front of a wall. Vulcans don't have walls. Like what the no. hell? It's she's standing in the set for the <laughs> the marriage set from later in the episode. Oh, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah, except you can see like the ceiling, so it's like really fucked up. <laughs> but uh, when we were doing our Patreon video, one of the um, sets I created for it was I think it's the one you used. Yeah. Was this set from TOS. It, it was fun doing that. I, I, like, tried to, like, make perspective a thing. It it looks dope as fuck to this day. I don't know if any of the information still holds up, but it looks great. Yeah, we did a good job. It was, it was fun to do that. I liked it. I like making our mouths move. <laughs> you got real tired of that during the uh, pandemic episodes of Continue, oh. though, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it now. I'll, I hate it. It's terrible. And uh, somebody, I won't mention any names, uh-oh. but somebody kept yammering on. <laughs> like I got all the time in the fucking world to animate his mouth moving. Oh, so we've learned it's a guy. Mm. <laughs> it's a him. As if that isn't all that's on the show. <laughs> nah. There's like programs that do it for you now, so if we ever had to do that again, I think we would just do that. That's dope. Doing it by hand sounds like hell. Oh, it was. It was horrible. The um, the episode of Mock Time is a great episode. It's one of the classic episodes of Star Trek for a reason. Uh, I will say this... This is the only TOS episode where I think the fight choreography is actually pretty good. Yeah, there it's not too bad. Like the, Spock flips him back and almost hits his head on a step at one point, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that actually looked kind of dangerous. Like the, the whole fight seems dangerous. It seems like they're yeah. actually like Spock is actually trying to kill him. 
Yeah, there is that, you know, the classic, like, he swipes at him and his shirt is ripped. and it's Yeah, like, <laughs> and he's got a little red streak across his nippies. But I like that because it's very, like, bad fucking kung fu movie, right? Oh, yeah. I'm like, If this ah, was a kung yeah. fu movie, he would grab the shirt and rip it off with one hand somehow. <laughs> yeah, he would rip it off with one hand and it, the camera would, like, drastically zoom in, right? Like, like a real quick... And he'd turn his head sideways and it would zoom in on his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fucking love kung fu movies. Yeah, I know. They're great. <laughs> uh, you know what? We appreciate each and every one of you that listens to this program. Uh, if it wasn't for you, we would probably still do it, but it would be weird. So we appreciate <laughs> Yeah, it would just be us, like, sucking each other off all episode, which we limit, I guess. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe that's just what suck each other off more? Yeah. I don't know what they want, Josh. I've gone on record. I don't either. I've gone on record saying this. I don't know what you folks want from us. But they, please give us your money. They can tell us what they want, right? Yeah, if you head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast for as little as $1 a month, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of every piece of art we make, and access to the most happening spot on the internet, the m-class discord full of dope folks who love the show and love star trek just as much as you do and at higher uh dollar donate donatages yeah i mean that's a word you get a whole new podcast like jeff and josh shoot the shit m-class etc where we did a trek your own trek venture book and we're gonna be doing more of those soon and um several commentary tracks titled Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies for great films like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Beastmasters 2, <laughs> and uh, Rumble in the Bronx. So we're all over the fucking place with those things. We need to do Masters of the Universe. I think point. you're right. <laughs> that movie is stupid as fuck. Uh, we did do the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> A true classic of cinema. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's bad. It's a very bad film. Uh, the bomb bomb wears shoes. He wears Reeboks. Reebok. He's dope as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you get access to all of that, which seems like a lot to me. Seems like a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, the Trek Aaron adventure was super fun. I love that. I did love that. It apparently didn't go over as well as I'd hoped. Nah, check it out. It's super funny. I had a great time. I laughed a ton. And uh, I think it's worth it. And we're going to be making more. Thanks to, I believe, uh, Flesh Ranger? Flesh Colored Ranger? Flesh Colored Fleshlight Ranger. Gave us more. Um, Big thank you to Pizza Man. Thank you, Pizza doing their part and getting uh getting us to watch these uh at, at LGBTQ adjacent episodes of Star Trek because mm-hmm. I guess if Star Trek has ever dropped the ball on anything it's probably LGBTQ uh representation they don't do that so well I will say that maybe that's one of the better things uh Discovery does right Yeah absolutely I'll give that to Discovery yeah. any day Yeah um. Yeah, become a patron. Get all that dope shit. Um, what else could they do to help us, Josh? Hey, go to iTunes and rate and review the show, or wherever you listen to the podcast that has review ability. It helps us a lot. You can review whatever you like. 
even give us four stars if I say that the Witcher has two swords. You can review whatever you like. like two swords or dick. <laughs> I, I love how the dude wrote an email in explaining, trying to explain why he did that. It did not explain why he did that. And I did not give us the other stars. I to, do not know why. I like, I like how petty we are also. That we're we, extremely petty people. We constantly talk about this. It's like, such a good a, joke, though. It's so funny. It's like pure internetness. It's like it's like no, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like it is so I, fucking funny to me. I can't random. help but bring it up. Yeah, it is. It is funny. Uh, <laughs> I feel no malice towards that guy whatsoever. No, yeah. I find this. I don't want him to give us the other star. Yeah, That's forever so funny. four stars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, rate and review us iTunes and Spotify. We learned that Spotify you can rate recently. So hell yeah! I don't know over there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast. The dopest tweets this side of the Beta Quadrant. Beta Quadrant. Uh, that's the other one. Just the Klingons are there. They do better tweets than us. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they got two dick tweets going on, man. We got we're in the Alpha Quadrant. One dick tweeting. Alpha dicks. One dick. <laughs> One. Beta is two. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're the best. Um, shoot us an email for our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com. And if you need any information about uh, what episodes we've already watched, merch, links to the show, uh, links to pretty much everything we do, you can head over to mclasspodcast.com. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for watching the show. We appreciate it. We love you. Don't be a stan. Be Don't. a spurk. <laughs> Don't be a spore. <laughs> be a spurk. I'm going to go spurk off right now. Oh, my God. I knew that was going to happen eventually. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> got to get the spores out, dude. <laughs> you got to get the juice out. <laughs> That's, that's worse. That's even worse. We'll be back in one week's time with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Bye, Bielop.
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your ball.